Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 4th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Redeeming God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have clothed us in your grace and made us heirs of your promise. By the power of your Holy Spirit, set us free from all that we fear and let us live according to our faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 96 and 147 verses 1 through 11, 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 13, Acts 19, 1 through 10, and Mark 8, 34 through 9, 1. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless God's name. Tell of God's salvation from day to day. Declare God's glory among the nations. God's marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. God is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before God. Strength and beauty are in God's sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due God's name. Bring an offering and come into God's courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before God all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. God will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exalt and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Before the Lord, for God is coming, for God is coming to judge the earth. God will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with God's truth. Psalm 147, verses 1 through 11. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God, for God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. God gathers the outcast of Israel. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God determines the number of the stars. God gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. God's understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. God casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. God covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth makes grass grow on the hills. God gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. God's delight is not in the strength of the horse nor God's pleasure in the speed of a runner, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear God and those who hope in God's steadfast love. 2 Samuel 9, 1-13 David asked, is there still anyone left in the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziva, and he was summoned to David. The king said to him, 
Are you Ziva? And he said, At your service. The king said, Is there anyone remaining in the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness of God? Ziba asked, uh, said to the king, There remains a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? Ziba said to the king, He is in the house of Michar, son of Amiel, at Lodavar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Michar, son of Amiel, at Lodavar. Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and did obeisance. David said, Mephibosheth. He answered, I am your servant. David said to him, Do not be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always. He did obeisance and said, What is your servant? What what is your servant that you should look upon a dead dog such as I am? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziva and said to him, All that belong to Saul and to all his house I have given to your master's grandson. You and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him, and he shall bring in the produce, so that your master's grandson may have food to eat. But your master's grandson Mephibosheth shall always eat at my table. Now Ziva had four, 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziva said to the king, According to all my lord the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micha, and all who lived in Ziva's house became Mephibosheth's servants. Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he always ate at the king's table. Now he was lame. In both his feet. Acts 19, 1 through 10. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the inland regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. When he said, Into what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. He entered the synagogue and for three months spoke out boldly and argued persuasively about the kingdom of God. When some stubbornly refused to believe and spoke evil of the way before the congregation, he left them, taking the disciples with him, and argued daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. And from Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 9-1. Jesus called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake, and for the sake of the gospel, will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed 
when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God has come with power. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So our readings for today, we have a a very sweet story about David. He has now sort of uh, settled everything. He has a, a, a new capital in Jerusalem. He is now king over not only Judah, but also Israel as well. And he now wants to make good on the oath of the sacred promise that he made to Jonathan. You may remember that he promised that he would um, keep and bless and watch after the descendants of specifically Jonathan. Um, Jonathan made this promise to align with David, even to his own hurt, that he would not be a king, but that David would care for his children. Um, There's only one left. Not because David did anything, but as you may remember, all of the sons of Saul um, and most of the grandsons, I presume, were killed in um, the battle with the Pharisees. So David asks uh, this man, Ziba, do you know of there any, are there any descendants of Jonathan? And he says, well, yes, Mephibosheth. We actually heard the story about Mephibosheth when um, his nursemaid, he was young, he was like three, four years old. When the nursemaid heard that Saul had died, she ran, uh, assuming that bad things would happen to them. Um, she ran and she fell and his feet were crushed. And so he has been uh, unable to walk since then. But David receives Mephibosheth into his home and receives him as if he was his own son. He has him sit at, at the table. He is like a king's son. He restores to him all of the, um, the land of Saul. And sends Ziva and his family to go and till the land and make sure that um, that Mephibosheth will be taken care of and will abs- uh, be able to, uh, you know, offer as an inheritance this land to his children, of which he has one already, um, but that David will directly take care of Mephibosheth. He is making good all of the promises that he has made already. Then we have an act. Saul has been working around, you know, doing his mission work. He comes back to Ephesus, and there's a talk about that Apollos has now gone on, and Paul finds some of those disciples of Apollos who know about a lot of things, but they don't know about the Holy Spirit. He asks, do you have the Holy Spirit? And they say, well, we don't even know what that is. What are you talking about? So Paul tells them about it baptizes them in the name of Jesus, not just in the baptism of John, and they receive the Holy Spirit. And so um, Paul continues to speak in the synagogues there in Ephesus until there kind of becomes this rumbling of these these sort of like uh, traditional Jewish folks who are speaking against him. And at that point, no conflict. He just says, okay, I've, I've spent my time, and he takes these disciples with him, and he goes, and he, he goes all through Asia. Um, this is Asia Minor. This is the, the province of Rome, not Asia, the continent that we know of. Um, but uh, he goes all throughout that area proclaiming the gospel for about two years. So he is continuing on in his missionary work. Then we have from the gospel of Mark, Jesus is 
continuing to get his disciples, not only the 12, but also those around who are listening and preparing them for what is to come. Remember, he has just revealed that the, the true nature of Messiah, the, the son of man, is to suffer. And so he tells his disciples, whoever wants to follow me, if you want to follow me, you need to take up your cross and follow me. Now this, you know, we kind of hear that in a very different light. We think, oh yeah, you just take up your cross, sure. You know, um, but when they hear this, they, this is, of course, before the cross of Jesus. They know what a cross is. They know it is that is it is this terrible, terrible way that the Romans specifically would put people to death. It was capital punishment. It was, you know, the electric chair. It was um, a guillotine. It was not a fun um, and light sort of example or, or image for them. Many of them probably knew people who had been killed by means of the cross. And so Jesus says to them, take up your cross every day. Take up your own death. Take up the end of your life. Take up your mortality and follow me. He reminds us that our purpose is not for our own glory. It's not for our own sort of life or or whatever it is or comfort. It is for Christ. We follow Christ, and Christ came to give up his life for others, for us. And so we, in that same image, are to take up our cross, to take up our pain, our death even, for the purpose of saving others. This is a hard challenge. This is a a scripture that's usually read on... uh, Ash Wednesday, a reminder of the beginning of this Lenten period. From now on, Jesus will have some harder words for his disciples, um, getting them ready for all that is to come in Jerusalem. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Merciful God, we praise you that you will give strength for every weakness forgiveness for our failures, and new beginnings in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for the great love of the whole world. The plants and animals that provide our food. Those who support us in times of suffering. Accomplishments that are pleasing to you. Expressions of love unexpected or undeserved. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? Almighty God, you know all needs before we speak our prayers, yet you welcome our concerns for others in Jesus Christ. Especially we pray for Baptists, Disciples of Christ, Pentecostal, and other free churches. 
victims of tragedy and disaster. Those who are captive or in prison. Those who weep with the grieving. Reconciliation with our enemies. People of God, for what else do we pray? We lift up an online prayer request for Rebecca. We pray for Lynn, a friend of Bill's sister, whose husband Jim died last week. For Pam, a friend of Bill's who is back home. For Rebecca, a close friend of the Marlar family. A silent prayer for a friend facing medical issues. For Mary, who slipped at work and is recovering. For Sandra, a friend of the Prices, whose husband fell and hit his head and has died as a result. For Nick, who is getting ready for knee replacement. For Ernie, who is recovering from her knee replacement. For Barbara who continues to have health issues, a friend of the church. And for Sandra, an online prayer request, who asks for prayers for her family and all of their health. We add to these all of the many prayers that we have on our hearts and our minds. Protect your people, O God, and keep us safe until the coming of your new dawn and the establishment of your righteous rule. By your Holy Spirit, stir up within us a longing for the light of your new day and guide us by the radiance of Jesus Christ, your Son, our risen Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a very blessed day, and we'll see you next time.